Hello and welcome to Eyewitness Beauty, the podcast where we talk about the biggest stories in the beauty industry each week. I'm Nick Axelrod Welk. I have a cold. I was about to say, you sound so like hot and like, it's called <laughs> gravelly. Hashtag not COVID. And who am I joined by? Are you going to be able to make it through the episode? Yeah, we're going to try. We're going to try. Okay, I'm Annie and I feel great. As far as I know, I don't have COVID either, but I'm going to get tested today. I wanted to start out today's podcast with two pieces of good news. Number one, we reported last week that Sarah Blakely, the founder of Spanx, sold her company for one point, what was it? It was billions, something billion. Yeah, billion dollars. And you know what she did? She gave all employees two first-class round-trip tickets anywhere and $10,000 cash to spend on their trip. Can I just say, that's fucking incredible. And this isn't me like being a hater. This is not like past experience, a little bit of past experience. But I really appreciate, I think, when founders or the management at different companies don't expect their employees to like celebrate together <laughs> in like yeah. social situations, yeah. if that makes sense. And I think it's pretty cool that she is giving this really incredible opportunity for her employees to celebrate with their families, who also had a lot to do with the success of the company, right? Yeah. Don't expect that like everyone wants to hang out together. No. You know, this is a huge achievement and it's really cool that you and your girlfriend or you and your husband or you and your daughter can then go and take a trip to celebrate this huge milestone in your career, you know? Yeah. And I think I haven't heard at least a lot of founders who coming into this kind of money doing something so generous. Number two, speaking of generosity, and this has nothing to do with the beauty industry, but Keanu Reeves, who is a king among men, gifted the stunt team on John Wick 4 each a $10,000 Rolex, which I thought was like so nice for Isn't like their story hard from work. like 2019? Who cares? <laughs> this is me being mean to Nick again. Doesn't that just feel nice to hear? I, I guess like as a Redditor, you see these positive Keanu Reeves stories like every day, like recycled <laughs> through. They love, they love Keanu. They love Fun Keanu. fact, Glam Glow, you know, like the face masks sold at Sephora. For a long time, it was like a secret about what celebrity the founders were at a dinner party with who was talking about how like they were looking for skincare to help them with like close-ups. It was a male celebrity and the legend went that the two founders, Shannon and Glenn Delamore, were at a Hollywood Hills party and were talking about like skincare and and having to be camera ready for like high def, you know, like really close-up shots. And they had this idea to create a mask, which like overnight or like morning of could transform your skin into like camera ready skin. Anyway, long story short, it was Keanu Reeves. So there's another little Keanu Reeves. So he's like, and he's a skincare boy. Well, I think it was more just that he had tried everything under the sun to see if like anything could give him like that instant glow for the camera and hadn't found anything. And then they created the Glam Glow, like that original mud, which actually, I mean, disclaimer, I worked at Glam Glow for 10 months, but it, that is a really good product. The original one in the black jar. Is it a peel off mask or a wash off mask? I'm trying to wash off. Which, okay. It has green tea leaves in it. Yeah. It's like charcoal mm. with green tea leaves. It's really good. I think that's actually in my vegetable crisper in my refrigerator. At home. <laughs> <laughs> so that's enough good news. Annie, what, how have you been? <laughs> you want me to bring the bad I'm news? I'm just trying, just trying to like <laughs> make a good segue. Make your voice. I know it's sad. You know, just continued good news over here on my side. I launched a little product this week. 
and my brother's in town going to a game tomorrow. It'll already happen by the time all of our readers hear this. That's fun. What? Who's playing whomst? The Nets are playing the Pacers, and they're both not doing well so far. So I got great seats <laughs> for a decent price. I'm trying to get back into basketball. I think that we should normalize, you know, we all know I was really into basketball last year, and... I think that we should normalize you being really into something and then not being into it anymore. Fair. I think <laughs> you know that's what fine. I mean? Yeah. Because I feel like this intense pressure to know everything about basketball now because I used to talk about it so much. And I feel like that's really unfair to me because I was just doing it to be interesting for a period of time. But And it worked. Yeah. For some. Okay. I don't know how long I have um, left with left my voice. <laughs> <laughs> no, just with my voice today. So let's get into top stories. Our heartfelt congratulations go out to a nameless virtual influencer who is the new face of Prada Candy, the fragrance. There's no name for this influencer. She is, you guessed it, white. And she has pink eyes and just a smattering of, you know, cute little freckles, perfectly smooth skin. And it seems like it came out 10 years ago, but it just came out. This article from cosmeticsbusiness.com says that the Prada team described this influencer as being born from a glitch. And she's inspired by Prada's target TikTok generation. This is the <laughs> most soulless. <laughs> this is also like very Italian. The thing I will say is like Prada... Candy, this is one step backwards. However, one step forwards was the recent campaign with Jake Gyllenhaal that was for Prada Luna Rosa Ocean, their men's fragrance. Did you see those pictures of Jake Gyllenhaal? No, but Ooh. I saw a photo Ooh. of him in like a light pink sweater. What were, send them to me so I can see. Oh, okay. I'll give you my reaction in real time. While you're searching, I, I sent you an article on LinkedIn. I don't know how often you check your LinkedIn because you don't respond. But just in the same note, there's now these startups that are creating virtual models for the e-com. Is this ethical? Is this okay? Explain, explain what you mean. I mean, I think everybody at this point is kind of familiar with AI and computer-generated deep fake people that exist just on the internet. And now brands like Prada are making influencers out of them. We all know like little Michaela was a thing. Although here's what I have to say about that. I think little Michaela is just kind of a glorified filter because they use a real person as yep. her body, her outfits for the photo shoots and everything. And they essentially, it's like applying like a, a you know, a, a specific filter to create this like digitized face embody and then you have these like completely virtual people now so there's this agency that's making completely virtual models for, for e-commerce e yeah which is interesting to a certain degree because i guess you could essentially put in your measurements and you can create a person that is looks like you so you could get like highly customized visuals of what certain articles of clothing might look like maybe yeah. on the other side it just I don't know, in the conversations around diversity and, you know, supporting real people in the industry, you know, models still need work. People need work. I don't know. There's something I'm conflicted about where this is all going. And the other interesting thing is that in the industry, e-com is a really reliable, can or has been a really reliable source of income for a lot of models. You can get a good amount of money and it's obviously not that hard. You shoot in a studio and it's easy. So if they're just going to start using virtual models, because there really is, I guess, no reason to shoot a real person when you can simulate one, that's going to 
affect the industry deeply. Right. Well, did you send me the Jake Gyllenhaal photos? Yeah, uh, in the chat. Okay, the page is loading. I'm going to give you guys my two cents on these Jake Gyllenhaal photos. This is a photo of him on a, a selfie of him on a boat. I'm scrolling, Nick. I'm not. Oh, these are all BTS photos. Is that okay? Yeah. Is that yeah, these are like, what you're talking I, about? I mean, to me, that's all part of the campaign, honey. Oh, got it, got it, got it. This was mm-hmm. like his contractually obligated social media postings. Does he uh-huh. have a social media account? Yeah, he does. I mean, look, I think Jake is really hot. I think we both have blue eyes and really like bushy eyebrows. So I tend to stay away from people that looked a lot like me. <laughs> I feel like we look like brother and sister. So I can't. It's hard for me to be attracted to people like, <laughs> too attracted fair, to fair, Jake fair, Dylan. Fair. You know what I mean? Yep. So but yes, I think he's like ruggedly handsome, conventionally attractive. Loved him in, what have I loved him in? What has he been in? <laughs> Prince of Persia. Johnny Darko. Johnny Doctor Dark. Johnny Darko. Dr. Darko. Dr. Darko. Okay, next No, story. Johnny Darko. <laughs> Dr. Darko. <laughs> Do you know what movie I'm talking about? Yes. Johnny Darko. Here's another Guys, story. We didn't really prepare this week. <laughs> Everyone's favorite French fashion upstart, Jacquemus, is said to be inking a deal with Puig, Puige, I don't know how to pronounce it, which is the Spanish fragrance house. Nocturnal animals. Yes. Do you ever see that movie? Yeah, I did. It's so scary. Tom Ford is just like, what a guy. What a guy. He's a one to watch. Definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sorry. sorry, Giacomo is said to be in a deal with Puige or Puig or something. Puige. I don't know. Who knows? The Spanish fragrance house to create a beauty brand. And given how much attention his fashion shows get, he's done them in like lavender fields in France and on the beach. It's all been really well received by both the industry, but also commercially. It'll be really interesting to see what he does in beauty. He seems very creative. He was like one of the first people I saw on Instagram who would post like the same picture three different times. Like he curated his grid in an interesting way. He doesn't do that anymore, but I just find him creative. You like that? I, I thought it was interesting at the time. <laughs> I didn't follow it because I thought it was annoying, but I appreciated it. I always thought he would have been such a great follow on from Karl Lagerfeld for Chanel. Yeah, he would have. Because he's like, he clearly has been accepted into the high fashion world, but he's also, you know, very commercial, like you were saying, and seems to have like a very, a real friendliness about him. Yeah. Which I think is what Chanel has been like towing the line doing, but in a very still exclusive way. And I feel like he would have been perfect for that. I think he has like the kind of campy, interesting take on design that Chanel seems to also embrace. So, and he's French. Yeah, it would have been kind of perfect. But maybe there, I feel like he still will get a big assignment. Also, everybody's saying he's launching a beauty brand, but don't you think it's just a fragrance? I think it'll be fragrance to start, yeah. And then you think it'll be color cosmetics? I think it depends how well the fragrance does, but I could see him do a whole color and fragrance thing. I think fragrance is obviously the easiest to start with because it has the highest margins because it's just like alcohol and water and a touch of something. Well, the packaging is expensive though. Oh, true. And if I know anything about Simon Port Giacomo, it's that he's going to do some custom mold type bullshit. Custom mold. Custom tooled. Custom tooled. Yes. Let's get that tool started, (laughs) Simon. Okay, next story. Will you tell me a little bit about what's going on in the world of talcum powder? Yes, Nick, I would be glad to fill you in on the latest talc news. So a new study came out, the FDA just published it, and it's 
the results from testing of official samples of talc-containing cosmetics for asbestos fibers from, you know, an FDA-accredited lab. And this is for the years 2020 through 2021. And I guess, is asbestos the thing that people think was causing cancer in talc baby products? Yeah, in its natural form, some talc contains asbestos. Interesting. So they basically like sampled a ton of different consumer products from, I was reading this list, it's everything from like an eyeshadow that you would find at 7-Eleven from a brand that we've never heard of to, you know, more common like household brands. And they're not finding asbestos in consumer products that contain talc. And this Instagram account that you introduced me to last week, the E cowl jen is the person who runs the account she's a cosmetic scientist a science communicator and podcaster maybe we can do a pod swap but she basically summarized these findings and she also included some helpful context that there was a study published in january 2020 that collected the data of a super large set of women 250 thousand over several decades. And, you know, they collected information on the use of talcum powder to the general area, specifically including frequency of use over a number of years. And they wanted to see if there were any differences in the number of women with ovarian cancer that used the talc products, products. versus women who did not. And the differences were so minuscule that they concluded that there's no significant association between talc use and ovarian cancer, which, as we know, has been an ongoing legal battle here in the U.S., I didn't realize, Nick, we were talking about this earlier, of all the hemming and hawing over how the EU has such high standards compared to the U.S. I mean, people, beauty junkies, especially in the U.S., like to talk about how like, or or brands even, they like to say, we formulate our products to EU standards because the U.S. just lets you put anything in their products. Well, in the EU, they're cool with talc. They're not concerned. Yeah. So it's a very interesting, very American-specific issue, it seems, this idea that products with talc cause ovarian cancer or cancer period. So it seems like we're kind of drawing some conclusions now. Our society seems to be accepting some conclusions here that there's not really much to link the two. Well, watch this space. So this is according to Bloomberg Businessweek, a Chinese influencer named Li Jiaqi smashed sales of Alibaba's annual shopping festival. He sold nearly $2 billion of goods in one day. He's also known as Lipstick Brother because I guess he is known to wear and talk about cosmetics and makeup. And he spent 12 hours enticing viewers to buy things for Singles Day, which is a big Chinese shopping holiday. And what's interesting too, and this is something that I'd love to hear more about if any of our readers have any insight, there's been in China a government crackdown on androgynous pop stars and effeminate men. So this is in spite of that sort of government intervention. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. I am reading up on Singles Day. It was originally called Bachelor's Day, and it's a Chinese unofficial holiday and shopping season that celebrates people who are not in relationships. I love that. It's like Galentine's Day. So this was in September of this year. The National Radio and Television Administration in China, they tightened rules over, quote, unhealthy content, including effeminate aesthetics in entertainment shows (laughs) and vulgar influencers who should be avoided. So... This is, yeah, I mean... I don't think Jack and Moose will be running any Singles Day deals. No. Can we go back to Singles Day for a second? I just want to read the second paragraph at the top of this Wikipedia page. 
apparently 4,000 couples got married in Beijing on this day in 2011, which I feel like is just rubbing it in people's faces. I think that was like very rude of them. But also this holiday has become the largest physical retail and online shopping day in the world. Alibaba shoppers alone exceeded 213.5 billion yen, which is 30.7 billion US dollars during 2018 Singles Day. That's insane. That's, that's a insane. Lot of money. Yeah. And that's one site. I mean, Alibaba is basically like their Amazon, but what is our Singles Day holiday over here? <laughs> like Christmas? <laughs> like, I think Black Friday or, you know, Cyber Monday. I guess Amazon's trying to like create their own with what? Oh, Prime yeah. Day. Prime Day. Yeah. It is an everyday Prime Day for a lot of people. <sighs> for me. I haven't ordered anything on Amazon in a really long time, except for the full seasons of Real Housewives of Salt Lake. But that's a digital thing, so I'm not wasting emissions. I did actually just learn from a TikTok influencer that even digital waste, such as your email inbox that you never delete the emails, that's creating a huge environmental issue because really? servers Stop. have to maintain your backlog of bullshit um, that you never so, delete. So what do I do? Delete it? Yeah. She was saying, go through and delete your email. But I thought nothing is really deleted these days. Look, I don't know. I don't know. Here is a scary story, which then we're going to follow it with a happy story. The scary story is if you recently purchased a Better Homes and Gardens room spray from a Walmart, do not open it. Return it to Walmart. A bunch of these room sprays have been, I guess, infected or contaminated rather with Burkholderia pseudomali. It is a bacteria that causes meliodosis, which is a cough and shortness of breath, weakness, fatigue, nausea, and then people have died. Basically, it's a room spray that has like gemstones on the bottom of it, sold at Walmart's, and now Walmart is tracked all of the pieces and they're currently in recall mode. But this is scary. This also goes back to our story that we had with the cosmetics chemist who we were talking about preservatives and how important preservatives are. Because if you have high enough preservatives, then bacteria, most bacteria can't even replicate. Okay. And this is a final story, which is another feel-good story. We're going to do like a little feel-good hamburger. The day has finally come. Birchbox, the originator of the beauty subscription box, after 11 years, has been acquired. They were acquired by a company called Femtech Health. Interestingly enough, that company is also launching its own brand of supplements called Awesome Woman. But the founder of Birchbox is leaving, and I think this is probably just like a little you know, walk into the sunset for Birchbox. But, you know, an acquisition is an acquisition. So, Nick, do you have a product of the week? Um, let me just think for a second. What do you have? Well, I'm currently in the midst of conducting a pseudoscientific foundation experiment. I bought five foundations from Sephora last week, and I am assessing them over the course of a couple of weeks. And I'll get back to you guys on what I think that the best foundation is right now. I feel like that's a wrap. I feel like I need to take a Tylenol cold and flu. But again, I've been tested for COVID, negative. I got tested for strep, negative. I got this cold from my daughter, which everyone has told me is just the beginning of a beautiful closed loop of sickness that we will all start passing around. But 
I think that's it. Is that, do we have anything else to talk about? <laughs> Not this week, Nick. <laughs> Not this Apparently. week. This week, you know, everyone has good weeks and bad weeks. This was a fine week for us. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. This podcast, especially this one, was produced by Jessamine Molly of Seaplane Armada. Our album art, our cover art is by Simon Abronowitz, and our theme music is by Danny Prezant. You can follow us on Instagram at eyewitnessbeauty, and you can email us at hi at eyewitnessbeauty.com. And I think normally we would say go to our Patreon and give us money, but I feel like this week <laughs> we don't deserve I'm it. Ask you guys, <laughs> I don't know that we, I don't know that we did enough. <laughs> I, you know what? To be honest, if you even smiled once during the listening of this podcast, hit us up on Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/eyewitnessbeauty. We love you. Hopefully, I'll be fully recovered by next week. We'll have an interview. We're working on some pretty big guests. Annie is yawning, and that's us. We're out. Bye.